Chagai Perik 2. With this, we finish the two Prakum of Chagai and we'll be moving, moving forward in Treasar with Zechariah next. This Perik discusses the glory of the Second Temple, the lack of scholarship of the Kohanim, and a prophecy regarding the restoration of Dovra Melech's throne in the times of the final redemption. The Gemara explains whoever experienced the first base Hamigdash would cry from seeing the second base Hamigdash, and whoever only experienced the second base Hamigdash would be overcome with joy. We see from here, even though the second base Hamigdash was great, it wasn't quite the same as the first one. As momentous as the rebuilding was, there was still something seemingly lacking in its spiritual state. This parak describes the dichotomy of the second base Hamigdash. On one hand, it was a miracle. On the other hand, the spiritual stature and scholarship of the nation had declined. Indeed, Ezra Perik Gimel describes how the nation was deeply moved by the second base Hamigdash. Pasuk Aleph and Beis. Chagai receives a prophecy on the seventh day of Sukkot Hoshana Rabbah. This was considered among the most festive days of the year when the Jews during the first base Hamigdash would bring a special korban that would indicate God's unique love for his people. Chagai was to prophesy to Zerubbabel, Yehoshua, and the rest of the nation saying in Pasuk Gimel, Mi bachem anishar asher ra'es habayis hazeh b'kvodo harishon umatem ro'y mo'isawata halo kemo ka'ayin be'inechem Is there anyone left among you who saw the house in its former, this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? It must surely seem to you like nothing. The Marikra explains the first base Hamigdash was only destroyed 70 years prior. Therefore, Hashem wanted to know who was still alive that remembers the first temple. Pasuk Daluturches, Chagai continues to give words of encouragement to the nation. God is still with you. Don't give up and be strong because God controls the world and has the ability to, in a sense, break all the rules because all the money in the world belongs to him. He will fill the second base Hamigdash with his glory. In Pasuk Test it says, The glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former one, says the God of hosts. And in its place I will grant peace, declares the God of hosts. The Radak brings the Gemara in Baba Basra 3a. There is a disagreement about what this means. That the second base Hamigdash will be greater than the first one. Some say this is reference to years. The first base Hamigdash lasted for 410 years, while the second base Hamigdash lasted for 420 years. The Radak continues to explain, or perhaps it's referring to the actual physical structure of the second base Hamigdash that was nicer. In its day, it was considered the nicest building in the entire world. The Matsudis and the Mabu explain this is actually reference to the third base amygdash that will be greater than the first two i'd like to add it's interesting that our pasuk says in this place i will grant peace because as we know the entire world has become obsessed with temple mount and yerushalayim if anything it would seem that there's a lack of peace on harabayas so how will there ever be peace perhaps you can say the lack of peace is part of the beginning of the fulfillment of this prophecy and others that say that will be peace on God's holy mountain precisely because there is a lack of peace and extreme disharmony that this can be the greatest example for peace in the world when peace and shalom is finally made the entire world will look at what has occurred in Eretz Yisrael and on Harabayas as the prototype example for creating peace so it comes out that all peace will emanate from Yerushalayim precisely because there is the most disharmony there it will be used as an example 
and emulated as the place of peace for the entire human race. And Pasuk Yud, through your test, Chagai received two questions to ask the Kohanim, to test the Kohanim, to see how knowledgeable they were. One, if someone is holding a meat that is kachim and it touches chulin, does the piece of chulin it touches become kachim? The Kohanim correctly answer, yes. If someone is tame mace and touches a corpse and then touches some food, does the food become ritually impure? The Kohanim incorrectly answered, no. Pasuchav through Chavbeis, Chagai receives another prophecy to address to Zerubbabel. When Pasuchav Gimel, which is the end of the parak and the end of Chagai, it says, Bayomahu Nuam Hashem Tzavokos Ekecha Zerubbabel Ben Shatiel Avdi Nuam Hashem V'Samach Ticho Kichosam Ki B'Chob B'Charti Nuam Hashem Tzavokos. On that day, declares the God of Hosts, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shaltiel, declares God, and make you like a signet. For I have chosen you, declares the God of hosts. May we merit to see the rebuilding of the third base of Migdash in our lifetime with our very own eyes, just like they did in the days of Haggai, when the Davidic line that runs through Zerubbabel will reveal will reveal itself and there will be no more fighting on my holy mountain. It's the end of the parak and end of Haggai and we'll be starting Zachariah in the next year. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.